smell something? Put that cookie down! Welcome back to another episode of the Mighty Motion Pitch Rangers, uh, where we're filmmakers, we're fans, and we're feeling fast and furious today Ooh. because... We're talking, discussing action movies of the 70s and 80s, late 70s. So not really Fast and Furious at all. Shit. More what inspires it? I can't think of any movies that start with an F from that Feeling nine. lucky, Who are we, punch? Josh? Yeah, well, I'm Josh. I, I'm Chancellor. See, this is what happens when we don't have Shane. We forget to introduce ourselves. I was doing the other bit first. I thought that's how it worked. Oh, it you're, better. You're fluent. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're just so, flipping sh- up the... And joining us, stepping in as usual to be our champion is Zane C. Weber. I am... The champion. <laughs> my <guess>. friends. <laughs> yeah. my, my friends, my comrades. Anyway. We're talking about the... something near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. Action movies of the 70s The golden 80s. age of action movies as Chancellor put it in the notes. Thank you, Chancellor. Yeah. Well, um, Zane, you're the only one who lived through this period. As we know, you were, what, 270 at the time? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Didn't I find out the other day you're from you, you lived through ancient Rome? Well, no, uh, yeah, I'm I'm always nostalgic for Rome. Uh, so. <laughs> Aren't we all? We uh. find pictures of Zane throughout history in the back of <laughs> Rowdy Opposers. Anyway, as usual, we always start off with um, what have we been watching? Not always. Sometimes we miss a bit. But, yeah, we've missed it before. Um, okay, so let's start with Zane. What have you been watching, Zane, this week? This I time? went to the cinemas this this oh, week, and I I did one of my favorite things ever. Mm. Have an afternoon just watching movie after movie after movie. Well, so I used to do that all the time when I was younger. I it's, it's, yeah, honestly, it. when I'm sick, I'll go to the movies and I'll just do a movie marathon. Oh, just sit I love in the, the cinema. Style. Yeah, the it's been best. great. Yep. Uh, so I saw Hereditary. Brilliant. Which is my new favourite film of the year. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, almost perfect film. Tony Collette and I forget her name, but the girl who plays her daughter should both be up for Oscars. Absolutely. I yeah, I agree. Um, last week. And, it, and again, is a great first film. Is one of them more of a lead than or a supporting? Yeah, Tony Collette's definitely the lead and the daughter is definitely supporting. Well, good, then we can get two Oscars yeah. out of that. Well, it is very early in the season, so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they are forgotten uh, by the end. But also because of, you know, Academy bias, but yeah, anyway. True, genre. genre. But, you know, Mad Max got a nomination. Yeah, so, so. Yeah, true. just maybe. I also saw Upgrade. Yes. Which so I, I'm I didn't excited enjoy. Because so you're wrong. <laughs> uh, starring <laughs> not Tom Hardy. Yeah, starring yeah. not Tom Hardy. In Logan Marshall Green. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. So you like this movie, right? I loved it. I also saw it. Uh, it was super fun. I, uh, I agree that it was pretty predictable, um, but it was still very they fun. They really played that twist at the end like, oh, you're so shocked right now. <laughs> yeah, they did. But tell me. Uh, without spoiling anything. Yeah, no, because we don't want to spoil anything. If, <laughs> if the twist at the end is the case, mm. why did the uh, the guru guy, the tech guru guy, yeah. wait so long or do it then to uh, hack into the system? Because the... Because he the 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 AI was out of the system. It wasn't like lording over him, so he actually had a chance to do it. Are you asking why didn't he do it sooner after? Yeah, he left? Why, why did he do it right then? Dramatic tension. <laughs> why couldn't he do it at any time? I have no comment on this. I haven't seen it. Yet. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to like keep plot it hole. Like- not a plot hole. Perfect movie ever <laughs> made. Lee Warnell for president. I, 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 I honestly, like, it's it's not a bad premise, but like it was 
so predictable mm. that I found it a little bit offensive, but also oh. I didn't find the action too interesting. I really liked the way they did the action, the way they, the way they shot it yeah. was really interesting. And the way that they really kind of focused on his neck yep. um, and kind of, stabilized it on his neck that, that one shot the first time he walks into his apartment where yeah. it's just stabilized to his neck i love that that was that really good. that was great but the actual mm. fighting the action i found actually like I, every, there was just the same thing over and over again i would have liked it to progress a little bit more yeah, but you know enough. it was it was fine yeah i didn't hate it i didn't hate it mm. it was just a disappointing movie um because you liked it so of course it was going to be great yeah cool. solar babies uh, <laughs> hey i never said i liked solar babies still i'm gonna hold that against you for a bit longer no, that's fair enough <laughs> and God, that's like my too. wife Ooh. you know how often i like make us watch a shitty movie and then <laughs> she hates me and then i have to build back trust by watching good movie good movie good movie good movie bad movie again and this is why we're not married chance yeah because oh, i wouldn't forgive you <laughs> Sneaks in a bad one every never yeah can. every <laughs> now and then I just sneak in one one bad one <laughs> yeah so I saw Incredibles two yeah awesome awesome Still lived up to the hype it, it did didn't yeah it? it was really fun it's and- uh, well it's not as surprising as the first one was so because you come out of the first one and you're like this is a great movie mm. it's just awesome and the second one was like because it picked up like straight afterwards and it developed the characters like so smoothly. It wasn't like, okay, this is a new story. This is a continuation of the story. It was just great. It was great. Yeah. I didn't have much to say about it because it was, it delivered everything that I wanted. Yeah. So I thought the uh, dynamic with Elastigirl being the lead and how, different of a hero she is yeah because you didn't get to see her be a hero on her own in the first movie you got the idea that she was a hero on her own yeah that's great you didn't get to see it and actually seeing it in play was really fun because it's the exact opposite of mr incredible where he kind of plants his feet and punches things yeah where yeah. she's like how can i do this without hurting anyone zero casualties as she screams out um what did you think of the uh the awesome. epilepsy the epilepsy you didn't hear the whole there was like a whole lot of oh, controversy because people I like it's, it yet, so it's not epilepsy safe oh and is it not no, i'd assume not. that I it that. would have been no it is not disney's oh, like yeah. fuck your epilepsy and then skull fucks you well that's a shame <laughs> yeah i i agree i um because like throughout the movie i was like i saw like a few moments where i was like oh i wonder if that's what they're talking about I wonder if that's what they're doing. And then oh, it happened and I was like, oh, that's about. what they're talking about. Gotcha. Yeah, no <laughs> epilepsy here, please. Um, yeah, it, it's a bit unfortunate that they haven't even, like, released, like, a version for epilepsy. Yeah. Um, I imagine yeah. they will. I'm, like, I'm surprised DVD. they haven't. Yeah. It sounds like a real Disney thing that they would. Because, mm. um, mm. like, even the video game Doom, uh, either of you played the new version. Not the new version. Great no. game. Mm. Um, they have colorblind mode. Because uh, all of the items you pick up are very color-coded, you have three different versions of colorblind where they change the entire color of the game so those objects stand out more. Whenever I play the game next to my wife, I have to put it on one of the modes because it just doesn't strain her eyes as much. Um, And yeah, like if if fucking Doom can make (laughs) like a, hey, we care about your eyes version, I I think Disney can and should. Um, I get the. I'm I, sure I, they will. Yeah, yeah, I get the artistic like, oh, integrity. Oh no, we fucked up. It also looked really cool. It did. Yeah, yeah, like the effects. I guess the effects weren't a huge part of the last one, but mm. this one, like the animation, was 
they made a bit more of a feature of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it worked. I think the animation was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Especially like with the hydrofoil, um, just all all that, it, it felt a lot realer, a yeah. lot more real, but also the stylization, they didn't lose any of that. Exactly, which I loved because mm. like uh, I feel like Elastigirl's face looked a little more human mm. uh, and like everyone had more texture to their uh, skin and stuff, but and the I noticed style the weird profile that Mr. Incredible has, like where his forehead just slips straight into his nose and then it cuts back into his face <laughs> and chin. I'm like, oh. I noticed that in the first shouldn't... movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm sure I did notice it in the first movie, but he spent a lot of time in profile in this movie. True, good point. <laughs> just Because, yeah, I always remember in the first movie, it's when he... Uh, when he slips on the on the skateboard and goes ah, goes pick up. When he goes ah, I'm pretty sure it's in profile. And every time that face, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh. and I think like when we spoke about our sequels and prequels, yeah, like they did a really good job of like just sliding into that mm. into up that scale of Absolutely. importance of like it was about just Mister Incredible, yeah, and then it became about the family at the end of the movie, and then it started about just the family. And, the beginning of this movie and it slid up to all superheroes in this movie. Yeah. So it's exactly. really great raising yeah. of stakes and a any- total Pixar move. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> Anything else you had watched? Uh, well, for second take my other film podcast, we mm. just reviewed all of Baz Luhrmann's Red Code. Oh, yep. So fun. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. I realized that I like Romero plus Juliet more than I like Moulin Rouge, but oh. Strictly Ballroom is still my favorite. Strictly Ballroom is the best. Yeah. See, we would have been a great marriage. My wife's favorite movie is Strictly Ballroom. We right, watched well, maybe it. I'll kill your wife. We'll get married, and then I'll then you'll betray me, and I'll have to kill you. And yeah. yeah no. This is going to be messy. You heard it here first. <laughs> the happy couple. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, trust me. You've been watching. Ooh, okay. Um, I've been watching. I also watched Upgrade. Uh, awesome. I you liked it better. Really though? liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I. I think one of the reasons I really love it is Lee Wanell and is it James? No, not James Yuan. He's the guy who made Birdemic. Who's the guy who made? Um, James Wan. James Wan. Yeah. <laughs> not James Yuan. James Wan. <laughs> uh, those guys are like definitive proof that the Australian system of filmmaking doesn't work because pretty much they went to make Saw. Australia was like, no. no. They were like, fuck it, we'll go to America instead. Make a short and, film and then we'll And make it. since yeah. going to America, they are so great. They're like, I don't still don't think they're as good as the Spearig Brothers. Spearig Brothers stayed here and still are amazing. I haven't seen Winchester. Don't ruin it for me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I feel like, yeah, Lee Wanell and, and James Wan are such a great creative force. And the fact that they pretty much fell out of the Australian cinema mm-hmm. thing is really upsetting for people who want to make films in Australia. Yeah, they should uh, come back and really like. Push no, it back. I think they're doing great by themselves. They no, don't. They're need doing Australia. great, but and, I and mean, they, I want if they come back and that sort of usher in a new generation to help format that. That, that would be great. Yeah. I, I think because um, because like all of their films use Australia in some way. Uh, yeah. All the post production, obviously, an upgrade is Australian. Yeah. Uh, film Victoria and film somewhere else, probably New South Wales. Uh, yeah. They both you know were heavily involved with the film, mm-hmm. um, but it was an eight. No, we're not eight twenty four. Who was it? Uh, fucking Blumhouse. It was a Blumhouse. Yeah. yeah. It's not Blumhouse. It's like a side to Blumhouse, and as such, um, it, Blumhouse Tilt. That's the one, yeah. and uh, it, it's a five million dollar film. Yep. Mm. And I'm like, how the fuck did they make that with five million dollars? Exactly. Don't get me wrong. I liked that Amy Schumer movie. I've already admitted that I liked. What was it called? I, I feel pretty. Oh, that was God. a thirty million dollar movie. Yeah. <sighs> oh, Why God. was that thirty million dollars? Whereas this of one. Amy Schumer. Yeah, fuck There's off. all the names in it. Ugh, yeah, yeah. But one? to be fair, I will say for, for $5 million upgrade is a 
great movie. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I didn't um, know that it was only $5 million. And I think one of the main things that they did really well was the cast. The fact that none of the cast is known, mm. but they're just known enough. Like Tom Hardy. Not Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> not Tom Hardy was such a great choice of this yeah, $5 set million actor, not Tom movies. Hardy. That we all yeah. know and love. Yeah, we all know him and Josh actually knows his name because mm. uh, he <laughs> apparently loves him more than we do. Because um, I... <laughs> and there was that one Australian character the yeah. like agendered hacker yeah oh you don't like hackers did you like that character yes because it was never like oh i'm almost in oh <laughs> let me just run this algorithm infiltrate the mainframe here we go um talking about uh not liking hackers oceans eight uh i saw yeah. that with um shane and my wife and i it's funny because when i watched it i specifically thought oh wow this movie feels like someone who worked second unit on um, what's his face's films. Uh, guy who directed Oceans 11, 12, and 13. It's Steven Soderbergh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah, feels right. like the entire movie is shot by a second unit of Steven Soderbergh. It's like I can see that, yeah. They're trying to be Steven Soderbergh, but not quite. And that's hilarious because the guy who directed it directed Hunger Games who worked who second <laughs> unit was Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. So kind of the reverse what happened. Um, I kind of felt like that was the intention though, to yeah, be just yeah. kind of a bit, a bit of a lateral move away from the style of the mm. uh, 11, 12 and 13. I feel like then it was too similar. It, it was trying to, too much to be too similar. It yeah. should have been more of its own Playing thing. It too safe, I can probably. see that. Um, and uh, I, usually in heist films, I can suspend my disbelief when it comes to the made up technology, but it sucks that there were specifically two things in this movie where I personally have experience with that exact technology. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's, that's not how it works. Yeah. The 3d scanning. I was like, no, mm-hmm. that's not how 3d scanning works at not all. How 3d printing works. No, not, can you 3d, I was like, can you 3d print a cubic diamond? zirconium? Uh, Please? I didn't know you could, but they are working on it, but no, it's not. Okay. It's Cause not that, that was the part where I was like, Oh, maybe that's real. <laughs> I don't think so, but I, I can accept that. But the fact that they 3D scan something with fucking glasses, I was like, no, that is not how it works. You, you <laughs> scan it and then you have to fix it up to get it perfect because the scan is no, dodgy. No, no, no. Computers do the rest. Computers do the rest, of course. And then, of course, there was the, uh, the cameras. The fact that they had a camera oh. and then they moved the camera to make a, 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 a hidden spot. And I was like, I would have been okay with that if it was a physical camera. Unfortunately, the camera they were using are these uh, 180 degree cameras that they use in hotels and stuff for security, specifically because they record all 180 degrees and you can move it after recording. So they made a blind spot that you could easily go, oh, what happened there? I don't know. Just, let's just let's pan up a bit. Pan up a bit <laughs> in the fact. And because that was the exact same uh, thing, uh, security system we had when I worked at a hotel. As yeah. soon as she started moving, I was like, oh my God. That's the exact, that's not how it works. No, no, I disagree. I don't like it. But no, I, I did really enjoy the film. Uh, I'm annoyed that you pointed out the makeup because that's all I could see. Well, I went in and I wasn't thinking makeup and that was all I could see. I was like, ooh. I like I to think that I wouldn't have been able to see it if you didn't point it out. Uh, also, the plastic surgery in it was really noticeable. Like, mm. I didn't know Mindy Kaling had so much plastic surgery until I saw that movie and I was really upset. I don't give a shit what people look like, but yeah. I was like, oh, it's really noticeable. Um, but no, I did really enjoy the movie. Uh, 
As mm. I love the fact, because apparently I didn't know this until reading a book that I'm reading right now, Diamond Heist, most of the heist doesn't matter. It's the fencing that matters. Yeah. And the fact that they went through the whole process of the fencing, I really liked that. Yeah. Um, and I felt like the the end, like, ooh, we did a heist within a heist within a heist at the end where they like brought in the guy from the first movie. Ocean's Nine, right? Yeah. No. And then there's also the little sister yeah. who, who who helped them out with the with the magnet. And I'm like, it's Ocean's Ten. <laughs> So just call it Ocean's <laughs> 10, guys. Oh, they want to make a 9, 10. That's fine. But then you wouldn't have the, all the twists. Yeah, I guess. But even like Ocean's 8 is a twist. But in in Ocean's... 11? In Ocean's 12, when they get in the comedian, the British comedian... He's uh, Eddie trans- Izzard. Eddie Izzard. Is he yeah. counted in the number? Is Julia Roberts counted in the number? In, in that movie she is, yes. So Eddie Izzard can't be, because I always was like, oh, Eddie Izzard, and then I was like, oh, wait, Julia Roberts. I'm like, was she part of Eleven? Yeah, so I think Eddie Izzard is like, they hire him, so he's fine. And so the little sister, they hire him, they hire her, so she's not part of the team. Isn't Eddie Izzard in the third one as well? Yes, he is. Is he part of the 13? No, I think they hire him. Fucking hell. Because yeah. they hire him as a consultant because he, he was he had like a, a nemesis who right. designed the, the computer system so they were he want they wanted to hire him to get into this is why i like logan lucky no numbers i don't get confused yeah. i'm not like who's <laughs> part of the lucky uh i know two are logan that's all i need to know um but yeah that, i think that's pretty much i've watched more but we've gone too on long too far let's just ignore what there was josh a lot watched. of oceans there yeah josh what have you watched oh well speaking of incredible so i watched the original incredibles yes again. very fun um I haven't watched it in a number of years and I just forgot how absolutely amazing it is. It does. It just, it does it that, just hits it? you mm. like a tidal wave, just how good it is immediately. Absolutely. Um, just on like every um, level. And Brad Bird directs animation like fucking brilliantly. Like, like he directed like a live action, so basically. Yeah. Everything. Oh, there's a reason Mission Impossible 4 is my favorite Mission Impossible. Yeah, Brad exa- exactly. Bird is it's just awesome. Just like the cuts, the sequences, everything looks like you did point out that the city is bare. No, but Shane pointed out it's his fucking fault. You pointed out, yeah. So that is true, but I feel like it works within like the pulpy world that they're trying to build as well. How it's yeah. very much sixties, um, like architecture and style and mm. like 60 superheroes and the yeah. ideals of the sixties. And that's why it plays in with the family dynamics and the yeah. fact that um, he feels inadequate in his home life and how um, Elastic Girl was like, and that I'm assuming plays again in the sequel, how like she's yeah. now kind of like going out and he's at, at home and sort of still fits in with those themes that continues on. Yeah. Um, the villain is <laughs> really cool. Um, the, the villain is very, uh, very, very telling of what has actually happened in real life. Hey, the it's villain, kind of awkward. We were, like, cause I watched it recently um, again with my girlfriend and she was just like, Wait, he he's like now like fan culture now. He's like <laughs> Star Wars fans now. I'm like, yeah, yep. this is like, like if I, I the, wonder the feeling of like entitlement and ownership over your heroes or like your, your people that you aspire to be or look up to is like evident. It's like frightening that it's like there now. It's very. Terrible. I wonder how that character would feel about Incredibles too. <laughs> I feel like he wouldn't like it. <laughs> Although I don't th- feel like there is any toxic fan culture around Incredibles 2 or I haven't noticed it yet. I haven't noticed the it either. The only the most toxic thing is um, gatekeeping on the sense that adults don't want kids in the theaters, but that's ridiculous. <sighs> it's a kid's movie. It's, it's like, so ridiculous though. Yeah, it is. I, I, they're, they're just like, oh, we must protect it because we watched it when we were, they, they weren't even born yet. This is ours, not theirs. And it's like, it's a kid's movie. They should. It's, and it's not like Incredibles 
has never been shown to kids exactly. since it was in the cinemas. Well, it's the entire idea that like they think Force Awakens, Last Shadow, and Episode Nine is going to be the closure to their thing, even though it's a new thing for newer people. It's not theirs yeah. anymore. It's someone yeah. else. So that's it's the same entitlement. Um, so watch that. Uh, uh, can I ask yes. both of you, with The Incredibles, have either of you watched it in Hindi? No. You're no, doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Shah Rukh Khan, who's <gasps> essentially what? the Indian what? Tom Cruise, he is a sex god, mm. plays Mr. Incredible. What? And fuck, it is amazing. Just do it to watch it. Do you so. need to be able to speak Hindi? We'll put the English subtitles on. You'll be fine. Okay. Because yeah, a lot of uh, Indian cinema, it jumps between Hindi, Punjabi, and English. Yeah. Like, all the time. So every now and then he'll say something English. But Shah Rukh Khan as Mr. Incredible is the greatest. All right. And granted, I only watched it because I think my wife told me about it and they were watching it with their her cousin. So we all watched it in Hindi and it was the greatest. Go awesome. On, Amazing. Um, so that's really it. I do have other things, but I feel like we've gone on for a while. I feel we're like we have gone, gone on, on too for a while. Long. So speaking of that, should we get to our main topic, shouldn't we? Yeah, which the is the golden age, age of action. Action. I guess. <laughs> uh, and specifically, we are. Um, we're considering it to be like the late 70s and the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, kind of into the early 90s, but mainly the, the 70s and the 80s. Getting real into the grit, blood, sweat, and tears, and one-liners, and cheesiness, <laughs> and just... The crazy set pieces and like stunt work. That's yeah, I yeah, think well, late seventies well, and eighties. So why yeah. do we consider that to be the golden age, Josh? Uh well realistic is like simply it felt earned out like, the heroes on screen weren't like this is not a disservice to superheroes. Like superheroes yeah. is a different um subgenre of action where it actually makes sense because they their world is crafted around the fact that they are super. Yeah. And that they have these abilities or um durability but when like but other action films now treat everyone like a superhero and nothing like fast and furious is fast and furious it doesn't like that you don't feel any tension you don't feel like they're not playing with expectations and you just feel safe and like you know everything's going to be okay a lot of the heroes Um, are human even like arnold schwarzenegger in all of his movies he mm. got fucked up yeah and he Mm. was literally the biggest and like most well-trained even like even they made out his character he's still fucked up but now even some Joe Smith off the street can be like, <laughs> I can get hit by a truck and keep on running at this person. So yes. Allah wanted. Allah taken. Allah wanted. Allah every <laughs> other Fast and the Furious. Yes, all yeah. the Fast and the Furious. Allah so, Die Hard so that's, 5. So that's where it really suffers in the fact the believability as well. And then mm. that in turn affects our relatability to the character and then why he's doing these things and... Yeah. what he wants and like it just completely in unravels from there like the get-go yeah. is if you don't have stakes stakes or relatability then there's no point also sometimes choreography poor which i think we discussed later yeah well yeah we'll discuss um, where we've gone wrong a lot of things as well um what would you have to say about it uh, i i would say a lot of the like you said uh it, it's the character and the realism of the violence mm-hmm. in a way in the sense that a lot of the stuff was very practical. If mm. they crashed a car, they had to crash a fucking car. Yep. Uh, Blues Brothers crashed so many fucking cars. So many cars. windows. <laughs> so, so many, many windows. So many, yeah. everything. Even uh, like, um, this is more 90s, but Falling Down with Michael Douglas. Like yeah, how, like, oh, absolutely. Angry, like how it's just like, just that. Just, it, he it, was a real guy and he got fucked up at the end. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so it, yeah. it's like a grittiness in that, but it's still very fun. Because mm. uh, I feel exactly. like when they do go for that serious 
uh, violence these days. It's not fun. No. It's usually like serious because ooh, we have to show how real and dark we are. And how it was back works, then. Yeah. It was like mm. that's what we've got. Let's see. I think boom. I think movies these days suffer for like not making the protagonist hurt. Yeah, like he, yeah it's exactly. all about like I'm above this. Like John Wick is like I'm so good, I can just walk in and everyone's dead. Yeah, yeah uh, the pencil. <laughs> Like everyone yeah. around me is affected, but I'm not because I'm yeah. like above the because I'm, I'm, I'm the, the god. hero. Yeah. Mm. Whereas hero. you get things like like Mad Max, where like Max is not is not above this. Yeah. <laughs> or you can even see the difference in like just the Die Hard franchise alone, how the first <laughs> well three, three and then compared to four and five and five's the worst of it. It's just like how John McClane doesn't really exist. And it's not John McClane anymore. It's just no. Bruce Willis playing conventional action. In number guy. four, he shoots through himself to kill a guy. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. In what world would John McClane do that? Like yeah. in the first one, yeah, he ran over glass because he was trying to survive. Yeah. He's doing all this stuff to survive. But that's just running over glass. Come here, running over glass <laughs> for crashing yourself through a helicopter in a car. Yeah, oh, that it's fucking like, scene. Yeah. It, it, it's it's <laughs> the epitome of like the 2000s action where it's like, we got to yeah. go big or go home. Because we have all these special effects and CGI and it's just, it's just basically leading to laziness and poor craftsmanship. Getting, getting negative, man. Let's talk about the positives. Oh, well. 80s, man. Let's talk 80s. about 80s. Well, should we define what action as a genre is first as well? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Because uh, mm. action can really cover like a lot of can. different genres. It, it can be a sub-genre mm-hmm. uh, in a, a case. But I think, you know, action... <laughs> Probably the main thing that defines well, the action the, genre. When you think of like a series of challenges that yeah. the hero faces and obstacles, where extended violence and fighting, it's usually to achieve a goal, and usually the hero wins. It's kind of it can fit into a hero's journey or whatever mm. sort of story structure you'd like to think. Sometimes the villain does win very rarely, but it's yeah. sort of like victory. And yeah, and there's many subgenres, like you said. It's all about like overcoming obstacles. Yeah. Well, so. For me, action would be actually like physical violence. Cool. Yeah. Because on some of the lists, like I saw, I saw um, Rocky, and like yeah. that's no, no, a sports so, movie. Right, so, so the again in the Rocky franchise, the first one's a hard cut like drama. This is drama. Yeah. There's like don't no. It touch. is Oscar award winning. Yeah, it's Oscar <laughs> award winning drama. Like no touch anything else from three onwards. Yeah. It is. Totally an action franchise. Well, I would argue uh, six and seven. Well, Creed. Creed. Yeah. Uh, Go back I to four. I wouldn't consider them to be action movies. I would consider them to be dramas, like mm. like the the first one. They um, they they blend it well. It's just mm. when in the eighties yeah. when you know cocaine was prevalent. It's just like <laughs> that's beat up Mr. T. That's beat up Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's beat up everybody. So but not the fifth one because that doesn't exist. Oh yeah, sh- sorry. Uh, no. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, physical violence or, or mm. f- conflict. I'd say conflict. physical conflict. Physical conflict. Yeah. yeah, because like it could be with your environment, mm-hmm. I guess. Because uh, I would also. Yeah, because disaster as, films are considered a subgenre yeah, as well. Yeah. So you have. What, what, what do you think about Rambo? Oh well, sorry, First Blood because it Rambo's the fourth one. Yeah. First Blood. <laughs> yeah. I, Not I first would part two, Rambo. Yeah, okay. Sort of action adventure. Cool, cool. Yeah, uh, well, uh, action drama, really. Yeah, it's just I, sort I of a re- more drama yeah. than. Again, it's sort of like just a response to the political climate of the time and how mm. they treated veterans, especially Vietnam veterans. And just sort of, it was sort of like a psychological like unraveling of him. It was sort of like yeah. this, his, but he was facing great physical odds. And so you could still put it in. 
slightly with action because I feel like there's there's enough of it there. While with yeah. Rocky, it's just like it's in a controlled ring. It's definitely like a sports like sp- there's definitely sports action yeah. featured, but that's like sports choreography. So yeah, that's like- I think it's it's funny you mentioned Vietnam because I think that definitely did influence this genre in totally. that time. Yeah, yeah because absolutely. what they had to face in Vietnam was so dirty and gritty. Mm. Yeah, and everything's and, so dirty and sweaty yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And, and- especially when you get to things like Predator. Yeah, then, oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then you have like Rambo, First Blood Part 2, Rambo, <laughs> and Rambo 3, and Rambo, uh, where those are like straight out action. There yes. is, yeah. he's, I don't he's, know if there's any subtext yeah. there. It is just, <laughs> he's just running through, through a forest or through any climate. Just, oh, you're going to kill me. <laughs> got to kill everything. Oh, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, well, what about uh, action movies <laughs> before this golden age? Like, how did they work? Like, Oh. And what would you consider? Because so like westerns and stuff, would they be considered action? Uh, oh. w- would you consider personally my favorite of before the eighties, which is the Italian Job? Would that mm. be considered action? I mean, I know it's a well, high action. Film, there was always like there's a lot of car chasing. It started in like the thirties, or like sort of like action beats, and then it was really didn't really become what we know it to be as action until like the Hong Kong sort of like cinema, yeah, of course. And like action cinema came over and like the Bruce Lee, as they call it, Bruce exploitation or Lee. You know, yeah, it's like how intertwined like really heavy martial arts or choreography into it. But before then, it was like action, I guess, beats or set pieces. Um, but it was underneath like what is this an adventure movie or a drama yeah. movie or like. It wasn't its own genre. fledged genre mm. until there then. were things with action in them. Yeah, exactly. That wouldn't be considered action. Yeah, because I think almost any western you could have action as a subgenre because yeah, it is the mythos of that time that it is conflict and mm. conflict with guns yeah. and horses. Mm. In conflict with like masculinity and like every like uh, we must take over this town. Yeah, it's <laughs> ripe. Um, so, what do you think of the subgenres? Do you want to list any of the oh subgenres? Well, I do have so them here if you want me okay, to do it. Okay, do it because <laughs> so I'm like, okay, there's the heist action, the, uh, yeah. the comedy action, the buddy cop. Uh, yeah. So, there's like action adventure, which would be yep. like Indiana Jones, like James Bond yep. types. Um, action comedy, which would be like, um, like for some reason, Beverly Hills Cop would be one. Um, Lady yeah. Weapon. I got a sneeze, sorry, coming up, but oh, um, rush out. Be- Beverly Hills <laughs> just Cop. Just teasing the sneeze. Yeah, I'm just, just teasing. teasing. The sneeze. Wait, audience. Um, action <laughs> comedy. Um, action horror. So aliens, mm-hmm. uh, kind oh, yeah. of. Um, Army of Darkness, uh, Resident Evil. Of course. Uh, like Planetary. This is a lot more newer ones, but it's still mm. what we we're discussing. Uh, Body Cop, as we said before. Um, yeah. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Uh, nice Guys, which is a nice callback to that yep, time. Um, Bad Boys, Rush Hour. Uh, disaster films, sorry, like Independence Day, um, Earthquake, Geostorm. Well, were, were there much uh, disaster films back then? Like, I know there were like... Uh, there was... The, the, the Towering Inferno The Towering Inferno like is the one yeah. I can think of. Um, <laughs> Same. Yeah. So that's really can... because Skyscraper's coming out soon and that's pretty much the Towering Inferno meets Die Hard. I did not know until I saw the trailer that he had like one leg in the film. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And uh, I saw the trailer I'm like, this is the entire film. Which Oops. makes that jump between things, more which is... A superhuman fucking thing with exactly. no stakes yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's the rock is the the head honcher of this new superhero. Um, it really is. That's not a superhero in action films. Um, it's like, hmm, our film franchise doesn't have any superheroes. <laughs> Let's get the rock in. And <laughs> just that's getting him in Kaiki and like the same clothes as the other film. Uh, people <laughs> will understand. People yeah. will understand. <laughs> They'll know where we're going. Um, not just martial arts as we yep. um. 
Yeah, that's definitely inspired by like Asian cinema and everything as well. Mm. Um, sci-fi action, uh, so Terminator Two, Matrix, yeah. um, Total Recall. Um, like that you didn't say Terminator because I, I, Terminator is a weird one because I a see it here. so much as a horror, as yeah. a slasher film. It's a, yeah, definitely. Uh, rather it's, than it's, an action, it's like a stalker movie. Yeah. Almost. Whereas yeah. Terminator well, Two, would you say that slasher films are not action? Because there is, you know, conflict, yeah, physical, physical conflict, and stabbings. there's usually some sort of fight with the slasher. I would say that there is definitely action set pieces in it, but maybe yeah. like early things where like it's not an action yeah, as a absolutely. genre. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not heavy but compared to Terminator Two. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, the spy film, so espionage yep. films as well. Um, action thriller, so like Dirty Harry or French Connection, or um, yep. it mentions here Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. Um, the Warriors and True Romance and I love the Warriors. You suck, Zane. <laughs> and then, Only as we <laughs> as we know now, superhero films, which yep. thankfully it's on its own genre, and that <laughs> you say it's its own genre, it is the genre now. It it is the genre now, but uh, like, well, now now we're getting into the negatives. So what kind of happened after that Golden Age? What where well, did I'm, we go? Uh, just wrong? before we go on to okay. the, after the Golden Age, no war. No war in that list. No, it didn't actually, but that makes sense. So war. Yeah. I, I, like war is all about action. Almost all, every war movie is an action movie. Yeah. Uh, Saving Private Ryan has some of the most intense and scary yeah, action yeah. ever. Yeah, that's a good point. Wikipedia, point. where did you go wrong? Is it Wikipedia? I don't know. It is Wikipedia. Yeah, it's Wikipedia. I think maybe, they, maybe they list war as its own separate genre, maybe? I think it no. does. I think war is just like its own yeah thing. But I definitely see, you know, war. But then again, it. Do, I feel like... Most good war films don't glorify the action. They kind of go, it's, it's it's the opposite where it makes it gross. Like, like uh, yeah. you know, Saving Private Ryan with its high shutter speed, it just makes it in your fucking face. Mm. Except Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That famous war movie. The, fa- the famous <laughs> war movie, War That famous Forrest war Gump. sequence. <laughs> A bit um, my butt. <laughs> So yeah, let's get into the negatives. What happened after this time? Well, when when the nineties happened, and everyone says the nineties are better, and they're wrong. Nineties are great. Don't get me wrong. Honestly, I think it's just the escalation. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I feel like they were trying to get too convoluted. Yeah, they're like technology was advancing. They're trying to incorporate too much that just didn't work with the old school like styles of like the eighties and what they're trying to Mm. go for in terms of the world. I, I, I was reading this great article uh, the other day about um, the the end of the golden age, which they specifically attribute to the last action hero yeah because the last action hero is the epitome of the that. last action oh massive and we gotta be bigger we gotta be uh more bombastic yep. but it's also more convoluted and That's then it's it. also uh making fun of its past and yeah and then it just gets up into its own ass mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i enjoy the movie but it doesn't compare to things like predator or die hard or yep. lethal weapon yep because I think I think working into that escalation and that mm. new technology is also money. Like yeah. the 90s really saw the I I guess the real commercialization of the blockbuster. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they started pouring money into these action yeah. action movies. Because from like ninety nine onwards with like the Matrix, that's when it started like going into the new new millennia, like that sort yeah. of action. But like yeah, in this like midpoint between the last action hero and like nineteen ninety nine, it was just like oh, it's amalgamation of just mess. Like it just yeah. I mean you did have some great ones during that yeah, time. Uh, big ones. Yeah. Uh, point break. Point break was one. In the I drew down a lot to Catherine Bigelow though, like her sort of style. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Um uh, oh there was another bit uh I would consider Bad Boys and Bad Boys Two to be part of that like convoluted one. I'm not a huge fan of it, mainly because 
the action is crazy and fun, but I don't give a fuck about those guys. No, that is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying, and I feel bad they about it. Proved to be annoying time and time again. Yeah, but I mean, fucking powder Michael Bay for like getting like black leads. Oh, in totally. Yeah. Roles that were mm. written for white people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Definitely. you know, fucking owning it, even though it massive Bad Boys Two sort of became a parody of itself, with yeah. like how they yeah. made it more stereotypical. But uh, but this. then like Michael Bay is kind of like a huge part of this thing. As much as I love The Rock, the The Rock is so convoluted. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's just like everything, <laughs> like Conan, and like as well, yeah, like everything. And then that of we course, of... you get to that point where you get to Transformers, which mm-hmm. is the two thousands, mm-hmm. and I feel like the two thousands was. Not the worst time for action movies. But the worst. But it's I got think, some of the worst. Yeah, I think the 2000s were the time where we really had to start grappling with the 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 visual effects yeah. action. Where yeah. Where you, you have total, all action scenes are basically computer CGI. graphics. Yeah. So. And like choreography is thrown out the window. That's um, body replace. That's. Mm use poor camera work to hide it. That's do shaky yeah. cam because shaky cam. Even though Paul Greengrass did it effectively See, in the Bourne Paul, franchise. Yeah. Bourne is the only one I swear they yeah. used shaky cam well. Because he knew how to use it. Whereas everyone else fucking Everyone Hunger tries Games. to imitate it and then oh Hunger Yeah Hunger Games. Yeah you mentioned just, Hunger Games before I was gonna say it's like oh yeah, yeah people coming to something's happening and it's definitely scary and oh look they're dead. <laughs> Ooh, how did that happen? Yeah, I don't know. I did have an argument with my girlfriend because she's like, oh but that works for like, the style because it's children, you don't wait, it's like the the, the mindset and just like, no, that's just an excuse for poor action. <laughs> Show me children death, please. I want yeah. child time. And uh that's where things like um uh the expendables. I hate the first one and it's because yeah. of how digital and fake everything comes that's, yeah. that's another thing bad thing i was gonna mention too they want to reclaim what they think is the golden age which it is yeah, but then absolutely. they do it in the worst way that they do it digitally they exactly. don't do it like faithfully especially they, since uh the a-team came out that same year and i think stylistically a-team did it better it did use a lot of cgi which yeah. was kind of annoying but it wasn't as fucking annoying exactly. as the Expendables yeah. where Expendables was like so hey us. look it's all our guys and then when that first fucking fight scene where they get the gun and they just shoot everyone it's just the worst digital squibs I've ever mm-hmm. seen. I've seen student films I've made student, student films, films with better, better squibs. digital squibs <laughs> yeah. than that yeah, totally. but you're also a fucking multi-million dollar use some practical squibs you fuck yeah. even watching that fucking meme from the Andre uh, the Eric, Eric Andre show yeah, uh, what's yeah. It called? Weird, like, yeah. Where yeah. he shoots the guy, uh, uh, yeah, Hannibal Buress, and yeah. it's real oh, squibs. Yeah, yeah. That moment looks more real than anything exactly. in the fucking Expendables. It's like, what's the point of being like, oh, I want to recreate our golden age if you're not going to be faithful to it or not like care enough to like, because you know, they're too old, they can't do it anymore. Let's just get computers to uh, do it. Then, just then don't do it. It's yeah, cool. right. Like, <laughs> just don't do it. Don't do it. Fucking I mean, God, like. Geez. I'm not sure what the release schedule was like, but Expendables mm. and Red were very close. Yes, to yeah. Like yeah, 2010. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. Red is like exactly what the Expendables should have been. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then, of course, uh, Expendables 2, I can kind of forgive a bit more because the digitalness wasn't as bad and also had Jean-Claude Van Damme, our Lord and Savior. Um, <laughs> kicking, Expend- a knife, <laughs> kicking a knife. Kicking a knife. Exactly. Uh, whereas Expendables good. 3, I hate. Yeah, I think it's more fun than one because I don't think fun one was very fun at all. Mm. Whereas three is fun, but it was peachy. Yeah, yeah. And I am not trying to. Uh, they made Kelsey Grammer into an action hero. I'm excited about that. But mm. other than that, that movie has nothing. 
I yeah. do want more Frazier kicking ass. Yes. I want Frazier and Niles kicking ass together. Oh, man. David Hyde Pierce kicking ass with We need Kelsey. to make this. <laughs> Expendables 4, only it's the cast of Frazier. <laughs> no, no, it's not an Expendables unit. We do it better. We use real squibs. Yeah, we use we real squibs. With Frasier and Niles. But we incorporate all the pottery breaking sound effects from Wet Hot American Summer. That David <laughs> IBS is that every time he punches somebody, it's the pottery breaking yep. sound effects. Awesome. That's okay. It. We're Oops. in. That's our next pitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do it together. Uh, so we did kind of. What does modern action do right? Because we've talked about how it's. Oh, I'm sorry, but. Um, and, and it's so much think, easier to rag on it. The, the good modern action. It's all about the choreography. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, now, now it's getting the swing where, like, well, we actually need to care about choreography again. So, like, the John Wicks and, like, mm. using, like, framing your shots appropriately, framing for the action, don't, like, hide anything. Like, really, yeah. like, like, it's, of course, it's okay to hide things if you want to do it in a cool, stylistic way. But if you're just yeah. hiding it, it's because you don't know how to film it. Or you're just like, I don't know what to do. Let's fuck it. Like, mm. this editing is, like, getting better again. Hopefully. Yeah, it's like it's we just, went down and then we're coming up a bit. Yeah. But also, I'm, I I notice, and I'm <clears throat> I'm not, I don't particularly pay attention to it, but mm. also incorporating the camera into the choreography yeah. is is kind of having a bit of a resurgence. Mm. Well, which is than, why I Rather than all just the shaky Shaky, cam. shaky, yeah. shaky. <laughs> uh, which is why I liked Upgrade so much, how mm. the, the camera played a huge part in that and made you feel like you're part of it. Um, where her, you know... Well, it, yeah, it really made you feel like you're you're there, but you're not there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas, like you said, the choreography isn't the best. It's all very samey, but at least it's different to what. Yes, it's, it, it looks different. Yeah, it looks. So the first time you see it, you're like, "Yay!" And then they do it a few more times, mm. and you're like, "I've seen this already." Mm. But at least that first time, you have the yay of something <laughs> new. Um, what 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 other movies have done it well recently? Mad Max is obviously one of them. Yeah, where yeah, all practical, all practical. Again, and, and, George and that's, Miller, just that's a like movie storyboarding that, the fuck out of yeah. it. Like, that's, yeah, no script, plenty. just storyboard. Yeah, the storyboard. So that is a movie where they used visual effects well, where it enhanced what yeah. was already there. Yeah, and they didn't even have. fucking enhance the trucks; they enhanced the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They made it look tighter and more claustrophobic, mm-hmm. which is and the and they used action for story. Like yeah, they, they yeah. didn't. The world. action it just was, wasn't like it wasn't like let's stop, let's have a fight. fight. Yeah. yeah, it was. This is part of the story, yeah. and this is where we're going. Which you know is another um, thing that really worked. That's why like, back in the day, um, well, twelve years ago now, but like Alfonso Cuarón's like Children of Men. How mm. even though he wasn't really a hero, it wasn't really an action. It was like the action, and it was filmed appropriately for what that world is and what he is and how he's experienced it, and like how it just sort of follows him and it, but it still showed like everything practically. And that's what, if you're not like, if you're not an action film, but you're having these action set pieces, do it like that. Do it like what fits appropriately within your world. Don't try and do this massive action set piece that takes away from what you've already established. Yeah. Like from it. And then you just don't know how to do it. Just like commit to knowing like what you need, like plan things. <laughs> plan. Jesus yeah. Plan. Christ. Don't just go, Hey, second unit, you do it. Yeah. Second unit, do it with no, um, references no continuity this is put it whack it in there <laughs> we'll edit it out. that's the funny thing um in the last jedi when one of the guards has two of the knives and then he like vfx it out as yeah. like, she comes around <laughs> that works really well that's a, that's just the funny i, I do love the fact that people pointed it out though because yeah. it, it was such a moment where i was like oh shit yeah 
No, that's, that's, that's Again, good. though, how Ryan Johnson's filmed in the last Shadow action scenes, that felt like so like visceral. Like, just, like yeah. showing the light, like just showing the lightsabers go and like letting mm. them actually train for it. And like letting, like letting actors commit to doing the action themselves if they want to as well. That's a very important to Absolutely. sell it. Absolutely. And the, and the uh, new, the Star Wars, fuck, why are there three uh, trilogies? The <laughs> Star Wars prequel trilogy, a lot of its action didn't feel real, even though they did it real and they mm-hmm. did it, you know, in a lot of wides, the problem was that because of the angles they were using, it was so obviously fake. Yeah. Nothing yeah. felt like you were in uh, danger. I, I love, uh, what was it? The Phantom of the Phantom Menace. <laughs> it's like, it's called the Phantom Menace because the menace is all phantom <laughs> and they just like break down every shot and show how like absolutely nothing is going to hit at any one time. No. It's like, oh, Cause the choreography- he's busy. So I'm just going to spin. <laughs> So no, he yeah, has yeah. time to spin Yeah, the choreography well. that I like to have about us in the prequels is like, like, I want it more intense, which is fair because it's mm. in the prime of the Jedi's like, time and that, that makes sense. But what they didn't do was they choreographed everything to be like, that's hit for hit, block and block, never yeah. actually striking. It's just yeah. always like going for the next block. And I think that's, that's one of one of the things that's, you know, the 90s and 2000s, they mm. made it too convoluted. Yeah. Mm. They were like, how, like the entire fight between Obi-Wan and uh, fucking... Darth Vader oh, mm. is literally just them with yeah. their uh, yeah. blocking in the air. It's like blocking yeah. the air, blocking the air, blocking the air. But blocking that makes more air, sense because like air. they're both like older, and it's just like. Oh no! I mean, in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the, yeah, the time yeah. where they're running through the corridor. Just yeah, exactly. Blocking they're just blocking the in the air. air, and then they do that thing where they like show off and they go around their bodies. It's like why. Because it, it looks cool. <laughs> and, and then looks like, cool. And you, get, well, and you get so much more opportunity to use the Vrrrri sound. That's true. The Vrrrri sound is wild. <laughs> and also, this is extend the fight sequences to a billion hours long. So we get <laughs> bored. Yay. Yeah. Um. So, why do we think the, like, right now, the golden age, everyone's so nostalgic for it? There are things like that, you know, they're, they're making another The Predator. Uh, fuck that title. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> don't worry. Don't get me wrong. I'm the love Shane Black, and I'm gonna love that movie hopefully. But We're the gonna... Predator, come on! We need to see that together. That's just a oh, thing definitely got to happen see it together. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, why do you think it is? You know, so like even Creed, Creed is a sequel to the Rocky. Yeah, you got the Expendables now releasing still Creed happening, two, which looks yeah. amazing. I'm excited. Uh, Did, sorry, I haven't seen Creed. Does Creed lose in Creed one? Uh, do you want it? I mean, I've seen Rocky. <laughs> okay, well, no. Uh, oh, so he doesn't lose. Oh, Ooh, so it's not going to be Rocky 2 where it's just like, ah, he's got to beat the guy. Oh, do you want to know who he's facing in the sequel? Is it Rocky? No. Is it's it? Ivan Drago's son. Oh, okay. Yeah, you look so disappointed. I am. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a real disappointing yeah. I feel like, like Ivan Drago was like the pinnacle of silliness. Like yeah. five is shit, but, but think four about, is silly. Think about what Ryan Coogler did to like make it like, work it into the series angle again with Apollo's death because that was with Ivan Drago. So yeah. Oh, good point. So okay. they're doing it the same angle where it's like him. Like, I think it's just like not fighting for him anymore. It's just definitely him still fighting for his father. And it's just like, you've already proved enough. And I think it's again about him trying to prove himself. But okay. yeah, it's, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of in now. Yeah, We'll, we'll see. I hope <laughs> we it's good. Will see. I never I'm, wish I'm it to sure be bad. It's... It looks good. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, why are we nostalgic? What? I think um, I think it's because we're nostalgic for everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, that's true. It's just, it's member <laughs> the 80s. I think it's because we've worked through that escalation. Yeah. And we're it's obvious that like, Either we can't go any further or it's not working anymore. Yeah. What Chance. did work? What did we love? 
let's bring that yeah. into our movies now. And unfortunately, it turns into a lot of remakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it's poetry. It rhymes. The poetry. <laughs> God, <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> Oh, Jar Jar Binks is the key to everything. <laughs> That's it. No, we just, Darth Jar Jar. We just want like the golden age back. We want like I think also people are expecting like general audiences are waking up a lot more to what like and like the techniques and the tricks and they're like you can't fool us anymore. We need to like actually give us something of substance. You they like, say that wasn't what what was the eighth Fast and Furious gold? Because it was uh, Furious Fate 7, Fate of right? the Furious? Fate of, sorry, yeah. F8 yeah. of the Furious. Fate of the Furious. That was still like one of the biggest blockbusters. Yeah, I, I know. I, I'm and sorry. That, audiences are dumb. Sorry. General <laughs> audience. Yeah. But I was trying to give them some credit. Oh, okay. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, I feel like, yeah, the Fast and the Furious, as much as I do no. find them hilarious, I think- That's sort of 16-year-olds, though, throwing the money at it. It's just like, yeah, oh, true. yeah. That's, yeah. Well, oh, that's a good and point. all the mental 16-year-olds out there. People, oh, right. people who are arrested yeah. at that age oh, yeah, yeah. who, yeah, who yeah. will like that sort yeah. of thing for the totally. rest of their life. Yeah, yeah totally. of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Should we yes. get to our top five? Me insulting <laughs> mental 16-year-olds. <laughs> Everyone who likes the the Furious is a 16-year-old. Yep. You're an idiot. <laughs> cool. So are we going to go into our top five? Oh, wait, Josh, you're hosting this episode. Go. Oh, yeah, kind of. But we've... Yeah. I mean, I'm up. hosting now. What are your top oh, five no. action movies quiet, of the seventies and eight? Is that the question? Yeah, I think so. Good. He doesn't even know. We don't trust him, <laughs> audience. Please. Um, do I feel to- like my list is super obvious. So yeah, well, okay, I right. haven't got a creative if, list. If I'm going for, oh, yeah, you go, go um, first. If okay. your list Thank is you. the best, <laughs> well. Again, my list is, I'd have no honorable mentions because if I did, it would be every single other film. That it's is ridiculous. exactly it's my It's too excuse. hard. We love it too, we yeah. love it too, too much. So um, my number five is Bloodsport. Awesome. John claude Van Damme. Holy, I watched that when I was like seven years old and I fell in love. Is that Just, 80s? I thought that yeah. was 90s. No, no, that was, oh. that was 80s. Yeah, it was like Bloodsport 80s. 2, <laughs> Blood on Sport the other two. hand. That's um, when I, like, I saw very like, like John claude Van Damme's like face, like, yeah. like doing like the visual fighting, like just the blood on his face. It's like, just like, ah, oh, just I've everything f- you love about John claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. 90s yeah. John claude Van Damme is also very good. T- Time Cops are 90s, right? Or is that 80s? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we haven't, we didn't mention JCVD. JCVD. Yeah. That, that's, that's a very nostalgic film as yeah. well. But um, uh, also anyway. talking about Bloodsport, Pizza Deliverance, my film, which is yeah. like a love letter to exactly this 80s uh, action yeah. films. Uh, it just uh, opened in. It premiered in Germany as an opener to Bloodsport, which oh my god, really? fuck literally every other f- festival I've been in. That's the best one. No other one has put me to an opener to Bloodsport. <laughs> exactly. That's oh. that's incredible. Anyway, continue on from Chance yeah, sorry. Clogs. Uh Number four is Roadhouse. Excellent. Patrick yep. Swayze tearing out throats, getting the babes. Definitely. Um, giving them speeches and uh, was down in the dirt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I really like, like, this. it's so stupid, but I just love it. Yeah. Can I, the bits. I, just before you go any further. Yeah. Those two. <laughs> yeah. Those two movies. Yeah. Is the rest of your list going to be like what other people would consider a guilty pleasure? 
I feel like these first two no. are definitely guilty pleasures. First two are the guilty pleasure ones. Yeah. The, the other ones are pretty spot on. Okay. 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 I, I didn't have I, any, I'm not holding yeah. it against you. Yeah. I, I, as a person who doesn't like action, I yeah. can appreciate blood sport. Mm. Roadhouse. N- <laughs> no, no, I understand you wouldn't like that. That's, yeah. just, that, that's just a treat for me. <laughs> I love uh, it so I'm much. actually kind of bummed that I didn't put any guilty pleasures on my list because yeah. there are a lot of yeah, guilty I, pleasures I, 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 from that. I was, that was like, why not? Um, Number three, Predator. It's my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Loved yep. it um, as well. You can't get past like just insanely quotable, insanely rewatchable. Just mm. everything you love. Just all those dudes in the jungle, sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> so it's great because like I think it is the oh, perfect about, action talk- movie, and it also yes. makes fun of action at times. Yeah. Like, John McTiernan. John McTiernan specifically fucking, talks yeah. about how that yeah. uh, Gatling gun scene. They uh, they were like. It's uh, he, he, uh, I think his editor thought it was too long, and he's like, "No, make it long." It's making fun of people who like this, and then everyone loved it, and he was like, "Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, what sat- have I become? Satire yeah. gone wrong." Stick around, <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of that, uh, the effects were great. Still, they yeah. hold up to me. Like they just look awesome. The Stan Winston's design of the Predator mm. just absolutely incredible. Like one of the best alien designs. Definitely had a clear, distinct lack of Jean Claude Van Damme though. Mm. I still watch the behind the scenes and laugh at him in the red suit. In the the red suit, blanking about. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. Um, Number two, Die Hard. Again, our Brendan Yeah, How can you not? Again, thank you, John McTiernan. Um, Relatable action hero that we all love to hate and hate to love. And we, like, yeah, he's just just kind of a piece of shit, but we also love him at the same time because he's awesome. Um, Because we are a piece of shit, right? Yeah, we kind of are. Yeah, we can relate as as film nerds and running a podcast <laughs> as white dudes. We're kind of efficient. Yeah, <laughs> we'll not argue. At least you know it. Yeah, yeah. um, and just yeah, again, certainly rewatchable. Best one of the best Christmas movies. We will love it at Christmas. Yeah. That's one of the things. No arguments there. We argued this in the Christmas episode. So, um, and I'm num- gonna go ahead and guess your number one. Okay, go. Is it Iron Man three? No. Damn it. I was so close. What it's actually it? one of my favorite action films of all time, and I love it to death. It's Robocop 1987. Hey! Paul Excellent. It is like, I don't even, I'm just, oh, I'm struggling. I think uh, it's just so amazing. Can I, I tell just, you, yes. ask, have you watched Robocop 2? Or I haven't. I haven't watched Robocop. I suggest watching Robocop too. Okay. I genuinely like Robocop too. Okay. It's directed by the guy who did Empire Strikes Back, and he, uh, okay. James Cameron, is probably one of the greatest people to make sequels. Uh, yeah. He's got a good track record. Okay. Number three, don't watch. Yeah, I know. I mean, you can. It is hilariously <laughs> bad, but it's less Peter Weller. And yeah, if there's no Peter I, Weller, I want more is Peter Weller. Robocop? Yeah, exactly. He needs. He he's Robocop, and that's it. Um, just like the way. Paul Verhoeven is framed like again, like like with um, what's it called, Sunset Troopers. How he has yep. like this whole political angle to it. It's rife with political um, messages, and that's mm. great. It's infusing the script. Um, the script is so amazing, and like just if ballistics a term because it's just like really punchy and like just the violence in it is so hysterically awesome. And, Absolutely. Um, even like his death scene is just like shooting off the hands and the fingers. You just see it all. <laughs> and it's just crazy um the suit's cool really cool um yeah. i feel sorry for peter well because he squeezed into that and he was oh, having a tough time the fuck out yeah um catching those keys <laughs> <laughs> um but no honestly this is a tired and true just like one of my favorites i can watch it anytime rewatch it um that's why i didn't like the remake a lot like it's, yeah it pissed me off so much so the remake i think explored some interesting ideas because it kind of went like the opposite direction yeah. of he's a he's a human finding out he's a monster whereas yeah. in, uh, sorry finding out he's a robot where in that one it's a robot finding his humanity yeah so i did 
like that angle. Mm. Just I didn't like much about the movie. No, exactly. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, well, you can't get past the main theme by Basil. I can't pronounce his last name, but it's like... Da, 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 da. <laughs> Just love it to death. Anyway, chance yeah, stuff. I'm done talking now. Sorry, guys. So uh, <laughs> my number five was also Paul Verhoeven's Robocop. <gasps> yes. Because I just genuinely love that film. Yes, but so you know right. what? It's your number one. I don't want to be repeating everything you said. So my one. number five is now going to be technically May 1990, Paul Verhoeven's <gasps> Total Recall. Excellent. How dare you? Look, it's still part of the golden age. Okay. Ninety-three was when I was specifically told seventies and eighties, mm. and I looked up the dates. <laughs> Chance that broke the rules. Fine. Back to RoboCop, but I have one one honorable mention, and it is Total Recall. Uh, okay, can I push f- it to ninety-three? One from the no n- ninety-one. Oh, watching. Oh, well, I'll find out when you do. We'll find out. Yeah. It could be part of your honorable mentions. <laughs> Um, okay, so number five is still Robocop then. Yep. Fine, fuck you. Number four is Escape from New York. Uh, yes. Awesome. I am so tossed up whether that's my favorite John Carpenter film. It's very close. Oh, I was going to put a sort of precinct 13. Yeah. The 70s, uh, like late that's, 70s. Yeah. That's like, I feel like right before the golden age, yeah. it's still that kind of like dirty yeah. Mad Maxi like, yeah. which is why I didn't consider it. Um, but I do love both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course I love... Um, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, and yes. I just love John Carpenter. Uh, Escape <laughs> from New York is fantastic. And it's a movie that I do kind of want to see a remake to, but I don't. That's, it's, it's, that's not Lockout? Was that the film? Yeah, no, I yeah. love Lockout. I oh. love the PS2 graphics in Lockout. Oh, but, thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, number three is Lethal Weapon. Yep. Shane Black's, you know, uh, Magnum Opus. Magnum Opus. Uh, no, what's yeah. your first movie? <laughs> Magnum Opus is your best one, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, Lethal Weapons is Magnum Opus. Fuck it. No, I mean... Nah, fuck it. Anyway. <laughs> I'm <weapon>, free. <laughs> Lethal Weapons, my number three. Uh, yeah. the, the way those characters interact. Mm-hmm. And even though there are like a few moments in there that make you feel a little uncomfortable, like, get off me, you faggot. Yeah. It's like... Ooh. Oh, that's like all Bill and Ted as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no, otherwise, I really think that those two characters hold up and the way yep. Shane Black writes two characters shit talking each other <laughs> is fantastic. And the way they become friends in the end really makes Lethal Weapon 3 and 4 so useless. Lethal Weapon 2 is all right. Yep. Not a huge fan, but it's still very good. <laughs> yeah. uh, number two is Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Mm-hmm. It's great. And number <laughs> one great. is, I've already said, it's the perfect action movie, Predator. Yes. Uh, I saw Predator at a very young age. Same. It scared me then, and mm-hmm. I loved it then. Mm-hmm. I have seen all the Predators since, including Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just love the Predator. It's, yeah, it's a great it, yeah. it's a great monster. It's a great action film. Arnie gets fucked up. Nothing gets me better than You know what? I Arnie even like Predators, <laughs> Predator 2. Yeah, I love Predator 2. Yeah, we, we talked about this. We, yeah. we both enjoy it. Didn't you get like a letter from your uncle that told you all the things wrong with Predator 2? No, he um he's like, all right, I'm going to get you Predator 2. He sent it in the mail from Adelaide and then I opened the mail and I found out <laughs> the plastic was already off it. He already watched it and he put in a letter. He's like, it's pretty good. Not as good as the first one though. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool. Thanks for the update. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, and I even like Predators with Adrian Brody. Yeah, That's oh, same. I, I think Predators is probably the weakest, mainly because of the characters. It is because of the characters. I yeah. feel like all the characters, and it's kind of what they were going for. They're all archetypes. Yeah, they were just archetypes shoved in a thing. 
And it's it's fine. They, it's they a weren't good interesting movie. archetypes though. They're just plain. I liked the idea of having a new predator, mm-hmm. predators, which I think predators. they're doing for Shane Black's one as well. But it's the predator. There is one. The the the. God damn it! God damn it! What is with these stupid titles? Yeah. Rambo. Um, yeah. <laughs> And John Rambo. <laughs> yeah, I, I was so expecting it to be John Rambo yeah, after because like Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Yeah. You brought it up, but I would be very interested in hearing your opinion on which is the better monster, the Xenomorph or the Predator. Mm. Xenomorph. I, I think in terms of design and like scare factor, Xenomorph. But in terms of like pure wet my pants awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like yeah. the Predator is more awesome. The Xenomorph is more scary. More mm. wholesome. More <laughs> wholesome. Awesome. I can invite him over for dinner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an odd adjective. The Predator is the kind um, of monster you take you I invited the Predator over for dinner. He's very wholesome. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to be eating the flayed flesh of his victims, if that's all right. <laughs> um, Zane, what's your top five? Yes, Zane. Um, I'm a little worried that uh, my <laughs> list is very different to. That's good. It's God, exactly. our lists were practically the fucking same. So one of us. <laughs> uh, Terminator Two is the '91 movie. That, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's understandable. Like, it was like because I think that that is kind of the epitome of that time. Yep. I think. Yeah. Cinema. I think it's like it carried over. Yeah, the epitome, yeah. as you yep. say. Uh, so, I, my top five. Are movies that I actually like <laughs> that are known for their action. Cool. So yep. number five is Shaft. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Dirty Harry. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Scarface. Yep. yep. Awesome. Mad Max. Of course. As in one, two. I went for one. Series. I don't mind one, but yep. I think definitely the legacy has something to say for because it is kind of harking back and whatever. Yep. Yeah. And number one is Enter the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm actually really disappointed I didn't have any Jackie Chan on there because he's one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah. and like no, that's I'm no surprised. Lee, no, yeah, no, Rumble no in the Kung Bronx is number one now. Yeah. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then the No Kung Fu made it on there, but yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that it's my number one because yeah, I man. now feel superior to all of you. You know oh, what? Great. I'll take that. We'll, we'll, we'll. I'll accept that. I love <laughs> yeah. it. I'm really yes. disappointed. As much pr- as Jonathan and I love action and fighting, we don't like to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all friends here. Yeah. We don't we like shame. watching other Fuck people him. fight. Yeah, yeah exactly. for our amusement. <laughs> um, Josh, you do the. How are we, how are we doing? Do you feel like we're done? I think yeah, that I think ended there. Yeah. Cool, guys. Awesome. What a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so. Um, that's us. That's a wrap. <laughs> that's, that's a wrap. That's our new Everyone ending. Get out. Um, so you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. Um, on Instagram at Picture Rangers. I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yep, we're getting Instagram. a nod. Plugs in that. Um, should we plug Chains Red Curtain Hell again? You yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. You know it's a great action movie, movie. with lots of action. <laughs> Red Curtain Hell. Vimeo.com uh, forward slash on demand forward slash Red Curtain Hell. You can use the offer code Picture Rangers to get fifteen percent off. I believe twenty percent off. Twenty. 20, 20, 20 I was gonna off. say you did that so much better than me in the last episode until yeah. you said fifteen percent off. Oh. You fucked it. You dropped the ball. You fired. Oh, look, <laughs> this is now the chance to podcast. <laughs> that's, that's extreme. Okay, but okay. One little demerit point. That's fine. I'll take it. Um, so that's cool. And then you can find me on at on Twitter at that Sundance KD or Caps and on Instagram at that Sundance Kid. Um, using a lot more will be fun. Otherwise, you can get email us at Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I don't know. Are we on Gmail or something? Yeah. Mighty Picture Rangers at Gmail? I believe so. Cool. Oh, good. If if you get like a return going, oh, this email doesn't exist, just listen to one of the last episodes. Just go to that's not kind of productions.com and you'll find the. 
you'll find the links there. Yeah, and go to yeah, There's a lot of great podcasts um, on there. Exactly, uh, our network is um, strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, yeah, and we're available on um, Spotify and now Acast. Like, Whoa, are we not, available on Spotify now? Uh, no, we sorry, not Spotify. Oh, I lied. Fucking hell, man! I threw you off there. Sorry. <laughs> I got Google so Play, excited. Acast. I. <laughs> See, I, I fought for ACOS, so now we're on ACOS now. Uh, so oh, you there. had to fight so hard. You had to ask me a question and I had to copy and paste it. I know, it's so hard. <laughs> it, and Stitcher and yeah, just go to that's not canonproductions.com and go to our page and you'll find all the links there and then look at all the other brilliant podcasts. Um, so that's me done. Thank you to Zayna Brilliant Guests and you can do yeah, the yeah, now. And, uh, you can find me at the Chancellor on Instagram's uh, that's all. Zane, we find you. <laughs> At Zane C. Weber on Instagram and Twitter. Excellent. Give our Facebook page a like and comment and just send us any messages you want. We like feedback or just yeah. response and interaction. We love Want to argue about how the 90s were better than the 80s? Yeah. Fucking bring Chance it. Chance and I will decide to fight you. Like Voltron, we'll form together as yeah. one unit. <laughs> we don't fight each other, but we will fight you. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Good. guys. Thanks, Thanks for listening. I didn't do bad. Sorry, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck but you, Shane. We did it. We don't need you anymore. Yeah. Action. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes. We're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like, and a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah.